between series, that will stay the course. Next week we start a series called Soul Detox, uh, which is based on, uh, based on Psalm 103. So all the campuses will be going through a series uh, and um, going through uh, Psalm 103. That's a three-week series. Uh, so we're not going through the whole psalm, obviously. It's quite a long psalm. But today uh, uh, I'm speaking about never underestimate. That's the, top, that's the topic. Who saw the AFL grand final last week? Put your hand up. Look at them all. <laughs> anyway, who heard about the AFL grand final last week? <laughs> it was extraordinary to watch. I didn't watch the whole game, but not because I love AFL that much. But what was so extraordinary was the fact that the team that had been told or that, uh, that it was said in the media were unbackable favourites that you know, basically needed to turn up to win were absolutely taken to school by another team. And I just thought it was fascinating to see uh, that happen. It was painful to watch, to see a team that was expecting to win just being absolutely toasted uh, in front of an opposition that was supposed to you know, be submit and just to, to fall in line with what was uh, expected. And the Swans had dominated the se- They dominated the whole season all the way through. And yet when it came to the grand final, something went wrong. And I believe there was a number of things. I mean, I'm not an AFL coach, but one of the things I believe that took place in the psychology of the team was that they underestimated the ability and the desire of their opposition. They went in thinking, we've got this. We just need to turn up and we've won. And they were absolutely taken to task. Proverbs one thirty two says this, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, listen to the second part, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Now that doesn't mean that the swans were necessarily, uh, they're fools, but it's foolish to be complacent and to think things are just going to happen because you turn up. The media had said that they were going to win, everyone had said they were going to win, the, the, the um, odd makers made them unbackable favourites. They were going to win, and yet when reality came, they lost. And you know what the reality is? That could happen today as well. Uh, similar scenario. I know there's some bull, Bulldog fa- uh, fans here today, but the Rabbits have been told they're unbackable favourites. They're, they're going to win. They've, they've got the best team, whatever. They've, they've uh, dominated um, through, the, through the season, and so if they go in with that same mentality, we've got this, then there's a strong chance that they will lose. Um, so never underestimate. Uh, and it's important that, we, that when we're living our lives, when we're doing what God's called us to do, that we don't underestimate. And I want to look at a couple of different things that we can underestimate. The word underestimate means to undervalue, to underrate, uh, to misjudge, to miscalculate, to undervalue, to underrate, to misjudge, and to miscalculate. When you read through the Bible, so I was thinking about this message and started looking through the Bible, over and over again, we see examples of people that underestimated the situation that they were in, whether it was God, opposition, circumstances, or whatever. I mean, Adam and Eve underestimated the effect of eating one piece of fruit. Completely underestimated 
what would happen by doing that. Gideon underestimated the power of God in him to change not just his own destiny, but the destiny of his family and the destiny of his nation. Completely underestimated what God was capable of doing through him if he stood up for what God had called him to do. Samson underestimated the power of temptation. If you know the story of Samson, kept playing around the edges. It's going to be all right. I can do this. I can do that. Nothing's going to change. It'll be okay. And in the end, bang, life destroyed because he underestimated the power of temptation on his life. The disciples underestimated the, the power of the cross in the purpose of God for humanity. Completely underestimated what was taking place when Jesus hung on that cross. Then the Pharisees completely underestimated the disciples filled with the Holy Spirit and what they were going to be able to achieve with the purpose of God and the power of God on their lives. They thought, we'll just tell them to shut up and we'll flog a couple of them and they'll go away. But they didn't. And so over and over again in the Bible, you see this, the power of underestimating what's going on or the circumstances, underestimating God, underestimating yourself, underestimating the circumstance, the situation. And so, you know, I remember um, when I was at school, year six, uh, you may have heard this story before, but I only ever had one fight at school. I learned my lesson really early on. I was in year six and uh, there was one other guy, his name was Paul Tattersall. And uh, anyway, we had a bit of a tussle or whatever. Oh, you know him, good friend of yours. <laughs> anyway, um, we're in year six at school. Anyway, uh, we'd had a bit of a tussle and all my friends had said, you should challenge him to a fight. You'd take him down easy. The guy's a wuss. Come on, go tell him. And I'm like, yeah, 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 come on. Anyway, they go, come on, go do it. So anyway, I'm like, okay. So I walked over and go, I challenge you to a fight after school. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And then anyway, it comes to the end of the day and school's finished and we go down the back behind the toilet blocks where you have your fights. <laughs> and there's a bunch of us standing around and he turns up and I'm there. And anyway, just looking at each other and, and they're going, come on, go, come on, get into him. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, okay. So I, so I punch him like that. Anyway, little did I know that he did karate. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, come on. So I start punching. Next thing he grabs me, gets me in a hole, like in a choker hold or something like that. And he's bashing me up against the wall, against the fence. Anyway, completely humiliated. I had to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then all my friends are like, ah, <laughs> they're wandering off. And then I had to wander home thinking, what the hell have I done here? Completely underestimated his karate skills. Um, but, so I never had another fight again, which was probably a good thing. Um, my brother on the other hand, no, I go. <laughs> so I want to look at a couple of areas that we can underestimate that can actually uh, affect our life and our circumstances. You know, when we underestimate, we put ourselves in a very vulnerable position. When we underestimate the circumstances that we find ourselves in. When we underestimate a situation, we have a distorted view of reality. 
what we're seeing, what we're thinking is actually not reality when we underestimate the circumstances that we find in it, whether it be God, whether it be a a challenge, whether it be circumstances, it's distorted when we're underestimating what's needed or what is available. When we underestimate a challenge, we come in unprepared. When we think, oh, this will be all right, like with with the swans and who knows what's going to happen today. But last week was just a classic example. There were so many lessons in that game um, that we can apply to our lives. When you underestimate the challenge or what's going to be needed, you come in. I, I don't need to do that. I don't need to prepare. We don't need to get ourselves up for this or that. And, and nine times out of ten, we're going to find ourselves overwhelmed by the challenge in which we find ourselves. So number one, never underestimate the power of today. Everyone say today. This is what we do. We exaggerate yesterday. We overestimate the importance of tomorrow and we forget about what we're doing today. We exaggerate yesterday, particularly as we get older. We're always better at school sports and everything else (laughs) than we were in reality. Um, We overestimate the importance of tomorrow and planning and, and all those things are important but today is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it living out of yesterday's triumphs or failures will affect our ability to take a hold of what god has given us today what have we got today forget about yesterday paul said in philippians three thirteen, brothers i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We cannot change yesterday. We cannot affect tomorrow except by what we do today. So what are we doing today? Um, most of us believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today. And the only reason we think that is because it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be better. Tomorrow is a new day. And, and there's every chance that that can be a reality, but tomorrow is going to be affected by what we do today. Whether tomorrow is going to be a great day is dependent upon what we do today, how we think today what things we're implementing today, our habits that are developing today. Tomorrow is the product of today. And so we've got to think, if we want a great tomorrow, what are we doing today? Um, What habits are we forming? What things are we doing? Um, John Maxwell, who's a great um, teacher on leadership and all kinds of things, says success is built on your daily routine. What are we doing today? What are we implementing today? Our prayers today will affect tomorrow. Our, our time in the Word, our investment in our family or business or relationships or all those things that are taking place today. It's important that we don't underestimate what we have in our hands right now that we can use to change our tomorrow, to make our tomorrow the, the, the tomorrow that we desire it to be that we want it to be. It'll be affected by our prayers today. 
by what we do today, how we change today. So never underestimate today thinking that tomorrow it's all going to happen. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Number two, never estimate what it will take to succeed. <clears throat> Again, the AFL Grand Final, the Swans, I think is a classic example. Luke 14, 28 to 33 says this, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. This is Jesus speaking. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, the fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Have you ever heard the saying, she'll be right? <laughs> Nine times out of ten, she's not all right. <laughs> In 1911, two explorers set off with their teams to be the first team, first person to reach the South Pole. 1911. One of them was Roald Unmanson and the other one was Robert Scott. Two mighty explorers. Unmanson planned his expedition to the nth degree. He planned assiduously every aspect of the trip and every potential problem. He studied the Eskimos and other Arctic travellers and decided dog sleds were the best option for travelling long distances through the, through the Arctic. He researched clothing and equipment and bought the very best. He worked out exactly where to leave food on the, on the way so as not to have to carry large amounts of extra weight all the time, extra supplies in case of emergency. The worst thing that they encountered on their trip was an infected tooth all the way to the South Pole. Robert Falcon Scott decided motorised sleds and horses were the go. Problem was, after five days, the, sled, the motorised sleds broke down because of the ice and all the horses froze to death. As a result, his team had to pull a 100-kilogram sled themselves through the snow. He had underestimated the effects of the extremely low temperatures. The clothing he supplied to his team was inadequate and every team member developed frostbite. The boots were inadequate and one person required an hour every morning just to get the boots on because his feet were so swollen and gangrenous. Everyone developed snow blindness because the goggles were inadequate for the conditions. They also didn't take enough food or water, underestimating the requirements given in the extreme conditions. He also decided at the last minute to take along a fifth member without adjusting the meager rations. Yeah, you can come. <laughs> That's right. Plenty of horse meat. It took them 10 weeks to get to the South Pole and when they arrived, they found the Norwegian flag flapping in the wind. Although they left the same day, Udmanson's team had beaten them by a month. They left the same day, they were beaten there by a month. On the way back, it was worse. The men were starving and suffering from scurvy. They had left food supplies along the way, but too far apart and poorly marked, meaning that some of them they couldn't find. After eight weeks since leaving the South Pole and 18 weeks in their journey, they were still over 200 kilometres from base. Over the next week, 
they all died. And along the way, we only know their story because of the journals that were found frozen at the body of Robert Scott. Two people on the same journey for the same goal, one of them made it, one of them didn't. And the only reason was one didn't underestimate what was needed to get to where he wanted to go. The other person said, she'll be right. You want to come? Yeah, no problem. Plenty to go around. Um, so it's so important, you know, as we plan for things and we set goals and, and God speaks to us about dreams and visions, which is awesome, and he does, and we can do incredible things for him through his power and, and through his word and, and on our life, but that we don't then underestimate things. It's just going to happen because God's in it. We just go, oh, let it happen. Oh, it's going to be great. Underestimating what's going to be involved. Underestimating the, 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 the pressure that's going to come upon us or our family. Underestimating uh, how long it's going to take. I mean, if, if you read through the, the Bible there, when talking about the underestimate, I mean, Abraham underestimated how long it was going to take for God to fulfill that word that he spoke to him. And in the midst of hearing and receiving is the tension of faith. And it's in that tension when we underestimate what's involved and, and, and hanging on and trusting God that we do and make silly, we, we think silly things and we make silly decisions, thinking, I've just got to make this happen or I don't know if that's going to happen now. And so we, we just, we went in underestimating and therefore we end up circumventing or upsetting God's purpose. Abraham ended up having a child from the surrogate thinking, well, maybe this is going to solve God's problem. And God goes, no, that's not what I said. But it was out of the frustration and the tension and, and underestimating how long it might take to get there. So important that we are trusting God, that we're walking, and, and, and that as hard as this is, saying, you know what, God, it's in your hands. I'm going to keep walking it out. Today, I'm going to get up and I'm going to follow Jesus. Today, I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep going for God. Today, I'm going to get up and keep doing what I did in the past to get to where I need to go. It's not... It, uh, one thing that Pastor Phil Pringle always says is never get off the train when you're going through a tunnel. It's not healthy. When we... We make decisions at the beginning to say we're going to go a certain place and we've prayed and we've heard from God and based on all that, we plan and everything and then we just start going and when we're in the middle of it, when we're facing the opposition or the challenges or the things, that that's not the time to start changing what we decided back at the beginning but to keep trusting God. Some people... because like a Robert Scott, underestimate what's going to be involved and end up finding tragedy along the way. Uh, and the last one I want to look at here as we finish up, never underestimate the power of God to change our lives and to use us in incredible ways to change other people's lives. All throughout the Bible, 
people underestimated the power of God, underestimated the love of God, underestimated the goodness of God to want to intervene in people's lives. As I said before, the cross, everyone underestimated what was taking place when the Son of God hung on the cross for humanity, thinking that's the end of it, it's all over. All the disciples, it's all over, it's finished. Not realizing it wasn't the end, it was the beginning. It was not the end, it was the beginning of God's purpose. And sometimes in our own lives, when we find the death of something, a dream, a hope, a desire, it's not the end, it's actually the beginning of something phenomenal as God brings resurrection power into our lives and our circumstances in our world so that He gets the glory, He gets the testimony and everything says, God, it is you that made this happen, not me. Acts 4.13 says this, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. Imagine having that put over your tombstone. An ordinary man. <laughs> unschooled. <laughs> they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. The differentiating factor when they looked at their circumstances, when they looked at who they were, they're going, who are these guys? They're unschooled, they're uneducated, they haven't got anything going, they're just ordinary, but they're doing extraordinary things. And the only thing they could put it down to was that these people had been hanging around Jesus. Being with Jesus changes lives. It changes our lives. It changes our world. And it took unschooled, ordinary, selfish individuals who were bickering and fighting pre-crucifixion about who was going to be the greatest and who was doing this and that. And when Christ came into their world, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they became mighty men, mighty people, willing to do whatever it takes to see God's kingdom and God's power and God's work and God's purpose fulfilled in the world. The love of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's what the cross was all about. And when we underestimate the cross in our life, when we underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in our world, when we underestimate the power of God's Word to change our circumstances, to change our world, to change people's lives, then we cut ourselves short from receiving everything that God has made available in Jesus Christ. In Him, all things, the Bible says, have been made available to you and to I. In Him, in Him. Why don't we all stand? Father, I thank You that today, God, we would not underestimate what You are able to do in our lives, God. Father, helping us forget the past, to overlook and forgive and, and let go of past failures, past hurts, past disappointments, Lord. Laying them at the cross, Lord. And saying, God, take a hold of my life today. I'm not going to underestimate you. I'm not going to base what my future can look like by my past, by my education, 
whether I'm unschooled, whether I'm ordinary, Father, but by Jesus Christ. Lord, that if, if you're in our lives, we're able to do extraordinary things. Extraordinary things. They were astonished. When Jesus comes into our lives, he takes the ordinary and uses it to astonish the world, to astonish people about what can be done, about what can change, where our lives, the way we live our lives, the, 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 the focus of our lives, the purpose of our lives, how we spend our money, how we spend our time, how we live our lives, astonishes people. I think, why would you live like that? Why would you give like that? Why would you invest like that? Why would you serve like that? And that the only thing they can say is, the guy's a Christian. The woman's a Christian. The, the, this Jesus guy has affected them so much. It's astonishing what he's doing in their lives. Father, we thank you. You would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. God, that you would use us to change Sydney. That Sydney would be a city for Christ. That lives, that this whole peninsula, Lord, would see now an awakening of your Holy Spirit. That lives would be transformed and changed. That people's hearts would be turned towards you. We would see a great awakening and a great... Uh, impact of your gospel and your power in people's lives that they would receive the promise of the gospel everlasting life everlasting life we pray it in Jesus mighty name and everybody said Amen let's give the Lord a hand this morning God we thank you just as we finish I want to ask is anybody here today 